Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, welcome back to the Servants of Grace theology segment. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this show. And on today's show, a listener writes in, and they have a great question. And the question is, does God speak audibly to his people today? This is a very important question that we need to be careful with, and we need to answer it very carefully. God has spoken in the 66 books of the Old and the New Testament, as 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us. And he speaks today to people every time they hear the read or they hear the word preached did god speak in times of old hebrews 1 1 through 2 tells us yes does god speak today yes but only by the holy spirit through the word of god the westminster larger catechism question and answer 155 state the spirit of god maketh the reading but especially the preaching of the word in effectual means Ephesians 6.18 says the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. The Holy Spirit takes the word written and opens our understanding of the truth contained in the revealed word of God. Psalm 19 rejoices in this when it says the law is the law of the Lord. The testimony is a testimony of the Lord. The precepts are the precepts of the Lord. The commandment is a commandment of the Lord. And the rules are the rules of the Lord. You see, the Holy Spirit is at work in Christians to help them recognize their sin, convict them of their sin, and produce humility in their lives. In Psalm 19, David meditates on the word of the Lord. And so we need the Holy Spirit to open our eyes as Christians to our sin as we hear, as we read, and as we study Scripture. The Holy Spirit is at work to drive the word deep into our lives and to draw us to Christ. The word of God has a reviving effect because it brings the dead to new life in Christ alone. The word also ministers to Christians in times of deep struggles with indwelling sin. The word matures and it grows Christians to be wise in Christ by being acquainted with the word of God. The Holy Spirit uses the word to affect Christians' growth in the grace of God. And so when you read the word or hear it preached, the Holy Spirit is at work to sanctify the people of God. The Holy Spirit's sanctifying work is described in the following ways, some of them. The Holy Spirit desires to grow people in the image of Jesus. The Holy Spirit uses the word to strengthen Christians against temptation. The Holy Spirit uses the word to help Christians grow in grace. The Holy Spirit uh, the Lord helps, I should say, Christians discern right from wrong through the use of the word in our conscience. The Lord renews the mind of his people through scripture to think his thoughts. The Lord uses the situations of our lives to direct, to change, and to help his people grow in the grace of God. Christians need to read the word daily and to hear the word preached weekly in lo our local churches under the direction of biblically qualified male pastors. And as they do, the Holy Spirit speaks to them via the word of God. During the Protestant Reformation, people were looking for a word from the Lord, just as they are searching for one today. The Reformers, though, were men like Martin Luther and even John Calvin, who proclaimed there is only one place to hear God speak audibly. That is in the word of God. These men affirmed what is known as sola scriptura. It means that the scriptures are the inspired, inerrant, sufficient, clear, and authoritative word of God. 
Moses spoke of the coming prophet in Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 18. And Hebrews 1, 1 through 4 declares that the prophet spoken of by Moses is the Lord Jesus. The prophets were great men of God, but only Jesus is fully God and fully man. The prophets were sinners, and God used them to communicate his word despite frustration. Reluctance. Jesus is fully God, fully man, meaning that he is without sin and never experienced frustration or reluctance. Hebrews 1, 1 through 1-4, it illustrates the public ministry of the Lord Jesus, showing that he is superior to the Old Testament prophets because he is preeminent in his person and his work. Hebrews 1, 1 through 4 is not only making the superior claim of Jesus, but he's highlighting how he is the prophet, the priest, and the king of the new covenant. The death, resurrection, and ascension of the Lord Jesus all find their culmination in all the elements, the practices, the offices that point to them. And so Jesus' death brought to an end animal sacrifice, the need for a human high priest since he is now high priest and the ultimate sacrifice for his people. Jesus has brought to an end the need for prophets as he is the ultimate prophet and the bringer of and the culmination of all divine revelation. In fact, whenever we think of Jesus as the ultimate truth, we may remember the confrontation at his trial before Pontius Pilate. The Roman governor demanded to know if Jesus thought himself a king. Jesus replied that his kingdom was not of the world. And when Pilate responded doubtfully, Jesus related his kingship to God's truth in the world. Christ reigns through God's word because God has fully and ultimately revealed himself in Christ. And looking into the very face of God's son through whom God's revealed the ultimate truth, Pilate said, what is truth in John 18.38? Pilate's response shows that postmodernity's denial of truth is nothing new. It also dramatizes the tragedy of our unbelieving world. And there Pilate stood before the very truth of God, Jesus himself, and Pilate still denied the possibility of truth. Pilate thought he was judging Jesus, but with Jesus before them, it was the governor who was on trial. The same is true today. When you read or hear God's message through his son, Jesus Christ, you stand before the truth. And if you reject him, God's final word, you consign yourself to darkness, the darkness of spiritual blindness now and the eternal darkness in hell that will come in God's final judgment. But if you look to Jesus Christ where the very truth of God resides, then God's redemptive work will operate within you. At many times and in many ways, Hebrews 1 tells us God began preparing the world through the prophets for the coming of his son Jesus. Why? So that in these last days, these days of God's redemptive fulfillment in Jesus Christ, we might enter into the fullness of salvation. So when we receive Jesus as the truth, he becomes the way for us to enter into life everlasting. For Jesus is God's final word. Even if all else in the world is lost, Christians must Hold fast to him in faith. The word of God is a priceless jewel that contains the treasure of the promises of God. You see, the promises of God testify from the first word to the last word and everywhere in between of the Redeemer to come, who has come, and who is to return in Christ. And so today, if you want to hear God audibly speak, open the word of God and read it out loud. It contains the promises of God that find their completion in Christ alone. I want to thank you for listening or watching to this week's episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next week, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you.
Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.